I am so excited today to have Kendra. Oh my gosh, I'm starting over because how do you say that last name, Kendra? Adachi. It's totally fine. Like hibachi. Rhymes with hibachi. Adachi. You know what? I'm I'm leaving it here. Everyone can hear this explanation. <laughs> she is a New York Times bestselling author of The Lazy Genius Way, a creator of the Lazy Genius Podcast, and a systems expert and profession professional permission giver. Mm, I love it. Kendra helps others stop doing it all for the sake of doing what matters. She lives in North Carolina with her husband and three children. Kendra, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Christy. But that's always like the short, skinny version. Like, how did this happen? Like, how did you <laughs> get to writing books? Um, and I feel like you and I, so, so we're very similar. I'm, I'm very systematic. I'm very routined. I'm very, you do something more than twice. You create a system and a workflow for it. Um, and I've went through, uh, my, my book, I'm author of start balancing. So, uh, I feel like we're going to have a lot of things in common. Um, but I'm always just so curious, like, tell us the backstory of your journey on how you got here. Oh man. How long is this podcast? <laughs> um, no, I we got all the time you need. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, uh, well, I grew up very with a lot of like very tight perfectionistic tendencies. Um, you know, the whole like oldest child, oldest daughter, um, a rough home. And so there was just a lot of like, all right, if I don't mess up, everything's going to be okay. We'll just try to keep things as copacetic as possible. And, and my natural giftings are, I'm pretty organized. I kind of see, I see systems before, you know, like at least a lot of my friends would, you know, I could sort of see like the inner workings of like, Hey, if you just like switch the order of that thing you're doing, this would probably go faster. You know, like I, that's, I just, how I see the world. And then, um, and then I, I, I cannot, I have very few, uh, skills except for being like uh, smart. I was a smarty pants. And so I think all those things together kind of growing up just sort of made me like, all right, I'm this person who's going to do all the right things. And it kind of fed into becoming a person who thought I had to keep doing the right things in order for people to like keep liking me and stuff. <laughs> like that was all I had. Fortunately, there is something called therapy and we are out <laughs> of that now. It's great. Um, but no, I think, I think that what's so great is that that was sort of a survival technique, you know, that was a coping mechanism of how to be in the world, how to see the world to get it all right and do it all right and try to help people and be valuable and all that. Uh, but now that is very separate from my value, which is such a gift, but also those skills are still there but now they're surrounded and hugged by like a lot of like kindness and you can do things your own way and there's not one right way to do things and it's fine. And, and so that's kind of like the, the through line, like soft version. We can, we can do like uh, you know, hard edged internet version if you want, but that's the, that's the <laughs> gist of it. Isn't it amazing how sometimes our journeys and our stories and our personalities and all the things that we think are like quirks or hard things that were put on, I think for reasons and purposes kind of curate us into who we're meant to be. And it's really the skills that that we have or the quirks that we have are really those things that become assets to other people. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. So I, I love that. So uh, your book is The Lazy Genius. Um, I have to say that is a very creative marketing uh, play on, on words. So what can someone benefit by reading The Lazy Genius? Oh, man. So the lazy genius way, which my, my husband calls me a cult leader. 
he's like, why did you put the word way on your title? Because it sounds like this is the way. It's really not. Um, but no, I I think that what what we're sort of longing for as as people, and I will just speak as a like I'm a white woman. I have like a lot of uh, financial stability. You know, there are a lot of things about my life that I don't have to fight against a lot of the same things that other people do. And so when I say like. I think for a lot of people, I'm just speaking in general based on my experience. But I think we all want to belong. We all want to live a life on purpose. Um, we all want to be seen and uh, accepted for who we are. And a lot of times, the ways that we try and do that are to um, check off other people's boxes. Um, I said this a couple of days ago, and it was like it, it was a metaphor that just came out of my came out of my mouth, and I was like, "Oh, that actually really makes a lot of sense." Where we are trying to chase someone else's rainbow but there's no gold at the end. It's like, oh, I want that. I'm going to do that. But then we get to the end and we're like, wait a minute, there's no benefit for me here. This is not my life. These are not my priorities. And so I think there's just a lot of um, pressure that we might not even feel all the time that we are trying to check off somebody else's list or we're gathering together the things that our you know, mom friends and college buddies and neighbors and real simple and wherever else we sort of get our um, inputs are telling us should matter. And then we try to make all those things matter. And then we're super tired. And then we give up and we're like, well, I'm, that's where the like messy hair don't care vibe comes in. And then you're like, wait a minute, I actually care a lot though. But if I pretend to care, then I'm not real anymore. It's just this really awful like paradox. Isn't it? That we feel like we're set up in. It's just not fair. And it's not fair. And I, and I also feel like, isn't it just the weight of expectations? Isn't that what it is? It's expectations of how we should act, what we should be, what our timeline should be, what we should, what we should do according to like our parents, our people before us, our society, right. our culture, our, but the, the reality of it is there is no X, Y, Z. Like there is no timeline. There's there is not. no, there is only your journey, your soul and your path. And right you know, people can tell you what to do all day long. People can, you know, but until you're ready to actually do it, it's not going to happen. It's people not. can tell you to leave things or change things or this vibe and until you are actually ready to make that change and commit to that change. Um, so say you and I are very similar, but I feel like our journeys and our paths have been very different. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like I've, I've been like a, hearing you say like, um, I think you have three children. I have three children. I yeah. Um, uh, I was married for a long time. I'm now divorced. Um, uh, you know, I am like, my kids depend on me. Like I own multiple companies. Uh, so there is no, like the stability is me. Like I am like the hinge point. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah um, yeah. and our pressures, our weights are, are different. So the, the, the crazy thing about it is, is if you would have, if you would have met me three or four years ago, what I would say now would be so different. Um, and it's also been through all of that hard stuff and through all of that journey that I've had to rebuild systems and rebuild ways because some things that I were doing that was cadence that worked for one area of my life, I realized in other areas didn't work. Mm -hmm. um, and my schedule, people will look at my stuff and be like, how do you do all? And I'm like, well, I have my kids, not all the time. So my schedule is flip-flopped. And when I don't have my children, I feel guilty I don't have my children. And then when I do have my kids, I'm like, I need help. Can someone help me? Uh, so it's like, you know, there's all this stuff that's behind the scenes that no one ever realizes or sees. And I think that we all just need to kind of let that weight go. Like 
we're yeah. all on our own individual journeys. And I think that, um, you know, what I said to you, like a, a lot of my stuff, a lot of my skill sets and a lot of my, I'm, I'm a finance nerd. Like that's my big thing. A lot of that has come from developments from, from things that have happened in hard, hard journeys of my life. And I'm very systematic. I'm, you know, I'm probably like you, um, I walk into a room and I wish I could just walk into a room and be, but I can't, I walk mm -hmm. into a room and I calculate and I analyze and I break it down and, you know, um, yeah. and I think that we all are just on our own journeys. And I think that's important to remember and to remind people of, um, because the yeah. comparison stuff is getting us nowhere. All it's doing is stealing us from our joy. Well, and if, if you, um, you know, the, I had a friend recently say, I'm tired of living my life by a measuring stick and it could be other people's, but also could be your own. Like, why do we keep measuring things? And so I think that's why I really, that's one of the reasons I wanted to write this book and kind of talk about these things is because like you said, at different seasons of our lives, it, you know, we've got, I mean, one kid I have, my oldest is about to go into middle school and my, and my youngest is going to start kindergarten that changes everything, you know, like that changes how long they're gone during the day. And, um, which impacts so many life rhythm things for our family. And so it's, I think that there, we, we, it's almost like we expect life to be sort of set up and forget it. Like if you can line up all of these correct systems for all these categories in your life, based on the way that, you know, most people say it should go, um, then you're going to be fine and you're going to create this optimized life that you're after. And, or that you think you're supposed to be after. And that's just not how it works. And so the reason that I, I love this book, The Lazy Genius Way, is because it's 13 principles. It's not like, it's not rules. I'm actually not, I don't want to give you a system. I want you to have the tools to build your own system because I can't tell you different. how to build your own system. Right. It different. doesn't, that's not how it works. And so it's very, um, it's almost irresponsible of me to say without caveats, Hey, this is what works for me. You should do this. That's not fair. <laughs> we have different priorities. We have different lives. And so that's why everything that, um, I talk about in, on my podcast, in the book, on in all the, all the places that you Google the word lazy genius is it starts with name what matters to you. You have to name what matters to you because then, you know, you won't, know if pursuit of something is because someone else is telling you to pursue that thing or because it matters. It actually matters deeply to you. I think that's why when we sometimes, this isn't like always across the board true, but I think sometimes when we get stuck with something like, I just can't get the motivation to do this thing. It is likely because you are thinking that you're supposed to do something that you don't actually care about. You think you should care about it, but you actually don't. Um, or you're building it too big. You're just creating too big of a system that's, and you're working too hard to like maintain this, this massive system you've created, like the checklist or the, I'm going to do, I always think about like, I feel like exercise is the one that everybody goes to because there's just so much garbage around like, uh, what women's bodies are supposed to be like. And so we, there's a lot of pressure on women to sort of, in my opinion, to be a certain way and to look a certain way. And so we do all these things of like, okay, well, I need to exercise this many minutes and I need to do this and I'll, I'll do yoga three times a week. And then I'll run the other three days a week. And then I'll do it. I'll get a running buddy and I get the shoes and I get the man, all the things. And then you, and then you're don't do any of it because you actually maybe don't care about changing your body because you know that actually that is a hollow request of you. That's like a hollow expectation of you. That's someone else telling you that you have to change how you look in order to be accepted, which is again, garbage. So when you shift it and you're like, this happened for me, when you shift it and I say, you know, when I go walking outside and I come home, I'm a, 
I am a better human being. I am kinder to my children. I am not stressed out by the the piles on the counter or whatever it might be. Like there's something for me about walking, not about a lot of other things, but about walking outside to music and just like doing my thing slow or fast. It doesn't matter. That affects me. Do I make that a priority? Is that hard to commit? Not even commit to. Is that hard to just put into practice in my life? No, because it matters for reasons that matter to me. So I think that's, that's just kind of the thing, like you were saying about paths and expectations. And there's, there's just too, there are too many messages about this is the path. These are the expectations. And it tends to be a little bit deceptive in how it's packaged sometimes. And, um, and I just think it's really important to be like, no, no, we can stop measuring, like, just be kind to yourself and to people live life based on what matters to you. And you can get stuff done in the process. You can be efficient. You can have a clean house. You can prioritize the things you want to prioritize. Like you don't have to give up on things, but it's not so much about becoming some sort of robot. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. Sure. And I have found, and um, I want you to counteract anything if you don't, don't agree or feel differently, but I have found that ultimately I thrive in productivity. So it's like, how can I set myself up to be the most productive version of myself? And you get to pick, right? What are your priorities and where do you want to be productive? What needs help? What needs your attention? Whether it be your relationship, whether it be work or whatever, we all are these energetic beings and we only have so much energy. And ultimately wherever we're, we're, our energy is going, our focus is going, that's where it's going to flow. And I have had to rebuild emotional aspects of myself because um, I think that emotional mastery actually is the basis um, in a lot of ways, in, in addition to health and feeling our best, to productivity. Because if we don't, we can't master our emotions in our mind, then we're not able to focus on where we actually need to go. So um, I've gone through a lot of your stuff and I'm curious how you plan because for me, I plan, I, I don't just plan looking forward because I think that that's very much like a lot of times, right? Influenced. I'm a visionary and not everyone's a visionary. I can see things, vision, you know, I like to break them down to the all little details, but that doesn't even work for everyone. So I, I do think that helps to have some sort of prompt to help people visualize things and map them out and, you know, assess what your goals are and the things are for the future because it allows us not to procrastinate. But I think the biggest step that's not talked about enough is looking back. Like looking back on what didn't work, how, how, you know, even like I'm from a day-to-day basis. So every single day I look at my energy. How was I the day before energy perspective? Um, how much sleep did I get the night before? Um, my prayer, did I do that? Did I, um, you know, my self-care, like every single day I like to do some sort of growth, like 20 minutes of growth, whether it be listening to a podcast or learning this or learning that. I feel like 
a lot of times it's planning for, but it's also looking back because we can learn so much from looking back. I had a bad day. I didn't get anything productive. Why? Why? I got four hours of sleep, you know, or, you know, those kind of things and energy you can start looking at. So I think it's really important to people, quote unquote, plan when you're planning with intent and purpose and focus and maintaining your schedule. And for me, I have found I'm actually more productive when I have stricter parameters. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like when I have my children and I have very tight deadlines and I have very controlled schedules and parameters um, and I make sure that I'm, because I could work a lot and I'm making sure I'm resting and restoring and I'm very intent about my schedule, I am my best. So I'm just curious from your perspective and yourself. And I think this all, like guys, if you're listening to this, like it's all a journey of self-discovery, like figuring out who you are, what makes you tick, um, what works for your family, what works for your lifestyle. Like you said, there's not like a wrong or a right, um, but having tools that, that can guide us in that right, dire right direction for ourselves. So I'm curious for you, like planning, like how do you establish a cadence um, for that focus for the day? Yeah. Well, I have this thing that I do um, that I don't do every day. I don't think I do anything every day because um, I, I have this like knee jerk reaction to um, like in, inside myself. I can turn robots so fast. And for me, <laughs> for me, if I, um, there's a difference to me between, between having a, like a, like a rhythm and a cadence. I love that word. Um, that it's just, it's like, a it's like a movement. There's, there's not a lot of rigidity to it and yet it's guiding. Right. And so I, I love that. I love that word. Um, but I know like when I start to list things out too much without sort of giving myself space, and this is just for me, I'm like, overwhelmed. I'm, I don't know. You know, I think I definitely do feel overwhelmed. I think it's almost more like I, um, the, the way that I sort of thrived before and, and live my life before I started to kind of let go of some things that didn't matter to me is everything just felt tight all the time. I just felt like so tightly wound. And if something didn't go according to my plan, it was just the, like everything exploded Inside the in you. just yeah. the worst. And so what I, what I really have learned to do is, um, it, it's, it's kind of like, I think sometimes that feeling was almost an addictive behavior for me. And, and when I sort of get close to feeling that way, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute, we need to hold on, hold on a second. And I start I know her. like back. I know exactly. <laughs> I, I know, I know, you know, you think what we're doing is good and it is, but not the whole time. So we yeah. need so to it go over here. Be a season. It needs to be a spurt. It needs exactly, to be. Exactly. Exactly. And so the way oh, that I've sort I've of created, the way that I've created that is, um, I have this thing called, uh, it's not this thing. It's just, I call it, um, I, I plan flags, chairs, and bunting. Let me explain what that means. So, um, the way I plan my days and my, my week is I sort of nail down the flags, like what's fixed, you know, what's not moving, like talking to you today is a flag that's not moving. Picking my kids up from school is a flag. It's not moving. Um, and then even like blocks of time, you know, like my daughter is in my, my two older boys have gone back to school. They will, they were virtual the first half of the year and now they're back in school. Um, and then my daughter is in preschool five mornings a week. So really I, I do my work in three hours, five days a week. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important this is my job. You know that I have to spend those working hours working. I can't 
piddle around and I can't meet work. a friend at coffee when they want to have coffee. I'm I sorry, can't. sister. <laughs> Which is so sad. And so I do have to like create space and make, I want there to be time for that kind of thing other times during, during the week. But, and I'm also like, you talked about energy, like I'm so productive in the, I'm much more productive in the mornings than I am in the afternoons. And so it actually works out really great for those morning hours to be working hours, but I, I have to work then. So that's also kind of a flag is like every morning I'm working, I can do stuff, you know, kind of within that, but it's like, I'm working in the mornings. Well then, um, chairs are rest. It's built in rest. One of the, um, 13 principles in the book is to schedule rest, not just to rest, but to actually like plan it and schedule it. Because I think that we just let that, that's always the last thing on the list for so many women. I think for, you know, people in general, but I do think for women in particular, because we're like culturally conditioned to take care of everyone else's needs, um, before we take care of ourselves. And, um, and so it's like, I want to remember to prioritize that too, to schedule that so that I don't get to the end of the week. And I'm so exhausted because I haven't planned any sort of rest. And when I say rest, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that like a person is alone or that you're napping or whatever. It's just like ref it's a refueling. It's a, what makes sure. me feel like myself. I want to make sure I'm doing that like pretty regularly so that I can do the other things that need to be done. So I have the flags and the chairs and I literally like write the, I just bullet journal. I don't, I just, you know, write it down on the big spread or whatever. And I'm like, flag, flag, there's a chair. We'll plan that here in these open spaces. And then the bunting is sort of like the things that you string between the flags and the chairs that can kind of go anywhere, like folding the laundry or, um, looking for like my kid needs a hoodie, his zipper broke, you know, like, Oh, I can search for a hoodie to buy my kid. And, um, I can, blow bubbles with the kids or whatever it is like to write down sort of those things. So there's a place to pull, pull from. Um, another one of the principles is, is decide once where just go ahead and make the decision one time. I know that you do this probably in your life all the time. It's like, let's just go ahead and decide. This is how we're going to do this particular thing. You don't have to decide once everything, but this is how I want to do this particular thing. And that, and then you don't have to think about it again. And that's sort of what I do every week is I have like a bunting list. Like, okay, what are the things that can just kind of go can kind of go anywhere. So it doesn't feel like I'm going from decision to decision to decision, or like, this is what I do at one o'clock. This is what I do at two o'clock. That works so well for some people. It doesn't work for me. So having kind of that loose structure of flags and chairs and bunting gives me just enough of a path that where I'm like, oh, I know where I am, but it, it doesn't make me feel like a failure. If I don't do it two o'clock, what I said I was going to do at two o'clock. Cause that's, that's where that's an old pattern that I'm trying to like work out of and feel very grateful again for things like therapy that have gotten me to a place of like, Oh yeah, it actually is really fine. Like that doesn't really bother me the same way that it used to. Um, but I really like this rhythm a lot, a a lot more than that. It works better for me. So that's kind of how I, that's how I plan. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to so much of what you said and, um, so much of our system got rebuilt because of things that weren't working cadence cadences that weren't sufficing for, you know, whatever. And I think it's, it's all about figuring out what works for you in your life. And, um, I kind of have very similar, I mean, it's got the time blocking and it's just putting that stuff in there. The non-negotiables as you call them flags, I just add those onto my schedule. Um, but there's some things that like bus stop is not going to change. Like that's, that's a window for me. Like that, that's not going to the move. So I love that. Um, do you have particular morning or afternoon routines? Loosely. So, um, the, 
the idea that that's another one of the, um, the principles in the, in the book is to build the right routines. And, and the thing that I think is really important about routines, again, for me, this isn't true of everybody, but I do think that the, the reason that we want to create a routine is that we're trying to sort of create some sort of safety feeling or like it's leading us to something. When you do that step one, step two, whatever, it's taking you, I see it as like an on-ramp. I see the steps as like an on-ramp and off-ramp to something specific, to feeling a certain way, to um, um, like accomplishing a certain thing, whatever that is. And so it, what it does is to me, it like takes the pressure off the actual steps like if you name, like, what am I, what am I doing this for? Why, why is this actually happening? And then you can adjust the steps if you need to, if like a kid, you know, for a morning routine, if a kid wakes up really early, like my, my morning routine loosely, well, the reason I, 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 the, the way that I want to feel in the morning, I want it to be like a slow movement toward productivity for the day. Like, I don't like the whole, like, jumping out of a plane vibe when like a kid sits on your head and you're asleep and then you're like, Oh, I guess I'm up now. I guess we're doing things <laughs> that doesn't, that does not serve me or my family very well. And so, um, I do like things to be kind of gradual. And one of the ways that that works is I just get up a little bit before everybody else. And I read, I just go sit in my chair and I read and, um, until kids wake up and then it's like, hi, it, it just feels better to me. Now it used to be that that morning routine involved like, um, well, it still does Work sometimes emails this morning. It did. Well, actually, I don't know that I actually, I'm trying to think, did it? I have to, sometimes if I open my phone, I'm like, no, I don't want to check my email right now. This is not, this is not gradual. Um, but no, like I would do like a couple of like sun salutations or I would make my coffee or, um, both of those things I did this morning before I read, but that doesn't happen every single time. So, but it's just that slow movement into it. And so it just allows me to, if I have 10 minutes, if I have an hour, depending on the things, I can kind of fill it with steps that I know will um, take me to that place of gradual productivity and feeling like myself. But if I don't do every single thing, like it's, it's kind of okay. Um, so that's the morning is a little bit more like steady in that way. And then the evening, um, if I go to bed where our like main living area, we call it the L it's like the living room, kitchen, you know, open situation. And if I go to bed and that is not like reasonably tidy, it, it's not great when I wake up in the morning. And so that's definitely part of my evening routine is like, okay, let's just make sure that the L is tidied. And we say that in our house, like tidy the L before you go <laughs> to the, the L for mom. It's like, it's time to tidy the L. So, um, those are just a couple of like really simple things, but also like eventually part of the reason that we tidy the L is because my kids are little and there's like, they're junk everywhere. It's like those tiny things. And when they become teenagers, they don't really have a lot of that stuff anymore. They have phones and friends. So, you know, that, that, oh, will... there's other stuff they have. <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> but, but those, you know, like, I think it's just so important to know that like, just what's important shifts, you know, like right. your routines shift, your, your life stage shift, your season, your season shift. shift. Yeah. It's really, really your priorities shift, right? That's your why life to, shifts. That's why you have to live in your season. That's why you have to yep. like, to say, it's not always going to be this way. Like I, you don't have to resent it. You can accept it's it only right you, now. Right. Right. But to be, you know, I think it's, it's such a gift to be honest both ways, you know, like <laughs> this is really, really hard a and not, but and, and I can do this. I can, can I can ask for help. I can, I can let people into this. I can create these systems. I can, I can name what matters here. I can, you know, like it's a, it's, it feels abstract sometimes, but I think especially this past year living in the season is like, 
<laughs> been such an important thing because it's it's been so it's been so it's hard. Been a weird <laughs> it has. It has. And I, I love that you say that. And I love that you're leading with that because that's vulnerability. And I think that gives us permission because you can be both things. And I think that people forget to like recognize that and be okay with that. You can be both things. You can be really productive, but also kind of still stressed out. Um, you can be all of those different things. And I think, like you said, it's just being very intentful of what you need, what you're, what you're doing with your schedule and your time, you're recharging, you're making sure those chairs are in there. Um, so that you can continue because it's all like, it's looking back, right? It's, it's planning ahead for the future, but really all you have is right now. And none of us know how long that right is right now is. So there is so much gratitude and, and grace and all of that. Um, so I cannot wait to dive in to get all of these tips. Um, can you tell everyone that's listening where they can find your book um, and more information about you? Yeah. If you, uh, the joke is if you Google lazy genius, it's, it's all called that. It's like chicken soup for the soul. It's just lazy genius, all the things. So the book is the lazy genius way you can get it. You know, you can order it from your local bookstore. It's at your library. Um, you can get it on online retailers, all the places that you would get books. And then um, my podcast is the lazy genius podcast. And then I'm on Instagram at the lazy genius. Surprise, surprise. Love it. Well, that's, that's seamless marketing is what I like to say. That's very seamless. So I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for sharing your talents and your quirks that are beautiful that um, allow other people to, to have permission to be themselves and to not, I loved what you said today that you're not giving them the way you're giving them solutions that could apply to their life. Um, and I think that is the ultimate powerful leader. It's not saying this is my way. It's saying, these are some ways that have worked for me. What works for you? And you pick this routine and systems away. So I can't wait to dive in. Thank you for that. And um, everybody that's listening here, a lot of times when you're listening to one podcast, you're listening to multiple others. So go give her a podcast to check out as well. So, um, and you guys, we will be back next week for more. Thank you so much. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.